Did you know that the master key to business is not always about marketing and not always about more sales, it's about ourselves, about the limiting beliefs that we hold about ourselves, the stories we tell ourselves, all the fear that we get into that we don't even know is a conscious pattern. It is a super interesting rabbit hole to go down to. If you're interested in that like I am, you're going to love today's podcast. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Storytelling Secrets, so glad you're here with me. Like I mentioned at the start, personal development, really, really cool. I'm into that stuff. Something else that's also really cool is the self-image. When you dive into what is the self-image and how it's so damn powerful and how it directs so many things in our lives, especially our businesses, you'll be hooked. Now, on today's podcast, I'm joined by Hallie Avolio. Now, she's the founder of Sassy Healthy Fit, and uh, it isn't going to get sassy on the podcast, thankfully, but uh, we get into a whole bunch of stuff, like I mentioned before, about why people get stuck in a rut, you know, why people are productive one day and then crippled in fear of success the next day and and just self-sabotage and a whole bunch of other really curious stuff and Hallie's actually going to walk you through a few different exercises that she does with her clients to overcome this. Other than that, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. I find it so weird how Zoom does that now, anyways. Right? (laughs) All right, here we go. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. My name is Jules Dan and I'm joined by Hallie Avolio and we're going to have such a good time talking about mindset, self-love, maybe if we've got some time about affirmations, but Hallie, you know, thank you so much for coming to the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Jules. It's a pleasure. And I have to say that I am uh, very much enjoying listening to your accent. Oh, okay. Have you ever, do you ever listen to Aussie podcasters? Yeah, absolutely. And I have several friends uh, in Australia as well. So I, I always love any opportunity I get to listen to an Aussie. I'm in, I love it. Can I, can I test your geography knowledge of Australia? Where, where are oh, they from? it's terrible. I don't know anything about the geography. <laughs> <laughs> if you You're had to go, to try, if, if you had to go there, do you know, do you have a dream destination? I mean, Sydney, right. You got to go to Sydney, but also I think it would be pretty cool. No, I don't know. It'd be, I want to go to like the the outback like the places where you okay. have all the cool animals oh the outback all right i don't know I, I feel like outback. i want to see i want to see like what's happening in nature although i know you guys have some crazy crazy creatures in australia between the snakes and the spiders and well, well, here's the thing i had this i had this debate not the debate but i had this conversation with another guest and i said i saw more rattlesnakes in um when i was in california, california. Then I've seen snakes in Australia and I'm, I go bush bushwalking a lot. So put Have that you into seen, perspective. There's, there's a show, I think it's on Amazon Prime and I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's this woman and she's a snake hunter. I don't know if you've seen she this Aussie? show. She's Australian. I don't know where she is, but snake she is hunter. she is badass. She goes out like catching snakes that end up in people's 
backyards, homes, wherever, mm-hmm. like in heels. And she like wrangles them. Maybe it's called the snake wrangler. I don't know. She is in rad. Heels. So she's not wearing khaki like Steve Owen. She's, she's got a different style. Yeah. She's like in a black jumpsuit kind of situation. And she's got like oh, some okay. heeled boots on or something. She's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad we've, we've Australia has provided some entertainment for you <laughs> Americans. But uh, I, want to, I want to get to know a little bit about Hallie and your backstory and how you got to where you are right now, if that's okay. Sure. Where should we begin? Okay. Well, let's because hear the cliff notes because I know I've had some guests talk about their story for 20 minutes and some talk about it in three. So whatever you feel is comfortable. Okay, cool. Well, I'll give you the highlights and then feel free to stop me or jump in anytime mm-hmm. you want to get go into more depth. So my background professionally is in sales and marketing. So I've done that for 20 years. And when I graduated college or university, as you might say, that's right. Um, when I was 21 years old, I started working immediately for a Fortune 100 corporate company in Los Angeles. And at the time, I had this expectation, as I had for much of my life up to that point, that there was a certain path that I was intended to follow in my life. Meaning that, you know, I grew up with a lovely family. My parents are still married for since 1975. So we've already established that math is not my strong point. So however many years that is, but my parents have been married for decades. And, you know, I I grew up living this pretty kind of regular sort of existence. Right. And I had this expectation that I would do the same thing. I would finish my, you know, my high school, then I would go through college. I would get, you know, I would start working. I would find a man to marry. I would get married. I would have kids. I would buy the house, you know, all of the things in a certain order. And I did that and I did a lot of those things and there's nothing wrong with that, with following kind of the plan. Um, But the issue for me was that I never allowed myself the opportunity to think outside the box, to even ask myself, you know, what do I really want? And so because I was always kind of following this formula for what I thought life should look like, I found myself after you know, by the time I was about 35, 36 years old, feeling really disillusioned, disgruntled, resentful, and a variety of not so great emotions and mindsets because I hadn't followed my passion. I hadn't asked myself that really important question, what do I want? So at that point I had, you know, done the corporate thing. I'd left the corporate world. I worked with my husband in his small business. We had three children at that point. And, you know, on the outside, everything looked, you know, very much like your kind of lovely Instagram curated feed, right? I got it all going on. But on the inside, I was struggling and I was struggling with self-acceptance. I was struggling with even wanting to wake up in the morning because I didn't have a drive. I didn't feel like there was anything left that could be offered to me. I didn't even know where to go. And so I took, you know, at that point when I was kind of experiencing this, I mean, you can call it a breakdown. Sometimes you have to have the breakdown to have the breakthrough. Um, That's a good way of putting it. Right. I realized that I had to make some serious changes because at that point, so again, I'm in my like mid to late thirties, I was really struggling with myself and that manifested into a strained relationship with my husband and children, 
We nearly got divorced. I had gained a lot of weight. I was very uncomfortable in my body. I physically wasn't, you know, my hormones were out of whack. I wasn't sleeping well, kind of go on the list of all the negative things that were happening. And it certainly could have been much worse, but I had to make a decision. Am I going to continue down this path of, you know, kind of self-destruction or am I going to do something about it? And I decided to do something about it because I was in enough pain that I knew that there was more to life than I was living. And so that's when I started my own transformation, self-love journey, personal development journey, whatever you want to call it. And I didn't anticipate that it would turn into my passion and purpose or a business that didn't even cross my mind. I just, I needed to get out of pain. And in so doing, I being a vocal person, I've always been a vocal person, my degrees in communications, I shared my story and I found with just, you know, friends, family, colleagues, and I found that there were many women in particular, men too, but mostly women resonated with my story that felt the same way. And I got a lot of connection. They said, I had no idea that you were experiencing this. I had no idea that you were feeling this way. I had no idea that you were unhappy because everything on the outside seems so put together. So cool, calm, collected, but on the inside I was crumbling. And so when I started to share my story and share how I was making this personal transformation and I realized that other women needed help, I realized that that was my sign, my opportunity to follow this path and pursue helping and being of service to others to help them get in the right mindset, to find their self-love and to really find out who they are and what they want. Yeah. I really like that story. And I'm just, just out of curiosity, you know, when you're feeling that pain, I feel like so many people are just living that Instagram highlight reel and, right. and showing what they want to portray, whether it's for validation or for themselves. No judgment. Maybe it's just the way we've engineered society these days. But what's that? What was it like underlying feeling? Is it just like a, a feeling of dissatisfaction of life or how would you put your finger on what that feeling is like? Well, the biggest kind of catalyst for me mm-hmm. was that I felt like I couldn't wake up from the same day over and over again. And I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Groundhog Day with yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah. And, you know, he wakes up in the same day, literally over and over and over again, and things keep going worse and worse. Right. But it felt like that. It felt like I was on this kind of proverbial hamster wheel. And every day I would wake up at the last moment. I had no clear intention I didn't feel purposeful in my activities or my existence. Yep. And I felt like I was kind of getting slammed on all angles for anything that I wanted to pursue. I couldn't seem to nail it. I couldn't seem to find success. And what I found is that I couldn't find that success because I, I didn't have it within me. You know, I couldn't find the success with myself. And I really mm-hmm. believe strongly that we have to create the life that we love, but it starts by living in your authentic truth. And if you don't know what that is, then that's where you have to start doing the work. And that's what I had to do. So I had to build it because I was so lost that waking up every day with that feeling of, of just lack of purpose, it was disheartening. Yeah. Really interesting. I, I, so I definitely want to touch on uh, self-love because, or if if, if for the men listening who, who are not my, maybe not receptive to self-love, I like to refer to as the self-image. That's mm-hmm. 
would sure. you would you say it's that's a another way of of using it I would. And I, I think though that we need to be clear that image has to be a mind, body, spirit image mm. and not just a physical image. Because if exactly. you had asked me maybe 10 years ago about self-image, my instant thought would have been my physical appearance, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I want to just appreciate that you bring up men because I, I work with men and women and men need self-love, self-image, whatever wording you want to use. Mm just as much as women do, but kind of socially and culturally, it's maybe not as acceptable for men to talk about it. They talk about it in different ways, but I know that this is very deep for many men and rewriting their own narratives and their stories so that they can honor who they truly are and what they want is critical. Yeah. I honestly believe that social media has really sort of just put people in a little box, like if you're not, yeah. if you're not like this, this, and this, then, um, your identity of a man isn't fulfilled. And look, that's just, that's just another topic, but, um, I feel really feel like they can get people down. And so I'm curious to know, what are some of those things that you help with your clients to, to start with, you know, identifying, all right. So I realize that my self, my self-love, my, my love for myself, my body, spirit, mind, body, spirit, like you said, isn't it where it is, where it needs to be? What are those first few steps that you work with your clients to, to help them progress? One of the very first things that we talk about is core values. And I really feel strongly about identifying what your core values are. And you have to give yourself permission to find them because that's not something that's necessarily commonly discussed. And core values is the heart of all of this work. And so that's the very first thing that I do when I talk to my clients is, you know, what are your core values? And if they don't know, we go through an exercise to determine what they are. And that can take, that can take a certain amount of time depending on, you know, each person. The other piece that's really important is what are your core beliefs, mm -hmm. right? Because we've all been told stories since day one of who we are, what we want, what is our purpose? right? First, you're told the story by your parents, yeah. then possibly from a sibling, from a teacher, from a friend, from a colleague, whatever. And we have to discern what are the stories that we truly believe to be true versus what are the stories we've been told by others externally that aren't true? And how do we begin to reconcile where our core values are and where our core beliefs are so that we can live in this space of intentional purpose yeah. and authentic and, and authenticity. Yeah. I, I love it. And, and um, it rings a few bells as well, because I was actually working with a client and she worked because my question was to follow up with this, you know, how does one dig for these core beliefs? If, if they, if to them, it's a belief, maybe not something they're even aware of. It's just their own paradigm. So when I, when I was working with Rebecca at one point, it was called the shadow work and, uh -huh. and like people would have no idea what was going on, why their paradigm was like this. And then the whole point of her coaching was to shift their paradigm. So my question to you is, you know, how do you uncover those beliefs? If, if people aren't even aware that it might be not necessarily wrong, but not really serving them that well. Right. Well, it, it takes a lot of inward 
soul searching. And I love that you bring up shadow work, especially right now um, with the energy cosmically with the moon and whatnot, there's a lot of energy around shadow work. And I just want to remind everybody that regardless of what your beliefs are, spirituality, spiritually, the shadow is the opposite of the light and you can't have light without dark and you can't have dark without light. So when we talk about shadows and shadow work, it's really looking at what are the darker sides of me and how do I own and accept and embrace them so that I can really shine my light as well. And so it's nothing to be fearful of. It's just something to accept about ourselves. It doesn't even necessarily mean that it's something bad, but for example, somebody's shadow might be that they are, you know, really a perfectionist or, um, they, you know, they have a really hard time being, you know, expressing Mm self-compassion. And so working through that, that's where it becomes really important. The other thing I want to remind everybody listening is that 80% of our thoughts come from our subconscious, 80%. And that's a a huge number. So only 20% of our thoughts are conscious thoughts, meaning that we have so many beliefs, like you said, that are within our subconscious, that we don't even know necessarily where they came from, how they manifest in our lives, how they impact us. Exactly, yeah. Right? And so so to really do that work, it takes some deep reflection. It also takes strengthening of the mind-body connection. And that's another area where I work with my clients because we have to get out of our heads. When we're two in our heads, we can't fully embrace who we are. Because our brains will make st- make up stories. Yeah, our brains will make up stories based on all sorts of information that our brain takes in, and it it comes down to the root of, you know, our brains want to protect us, right? The amygdala in the brain is the you know the brainstem where it's telling us safety, right? We're back in you know caveman times, and we're trying to stay safe from that saber toothed tiger. Yes, and yeah. we are safe but we have to remind ourselves that. And so our brain doesn't necessarily know that. And that's where you start working with core beliefs and core values and assessing this idea of getting into your body, understanding where the safety is and starting to believe in yourself. And that is where the work comes in. And that is where the progress happens and the transformations when it comes to this self-love and self-image work. Yeah. Look, I'm really glad you said this because I want to bring this full circle for any of the listeners who maybe not have dabbled in this sort of area um, because so we got a lot of coaches, consultants, course creators who listen to this podcast um, mm-hmm. and, and some of them might be feeling stuck. Like they've, they've tried a lot of different things, but they're not moving. So I wanted just out of curiosity, have you worked with any clients that have been in that same position? And if so, like what are those core beliefs that they get stuck on that you help fix that maybe that uh, your, the audience might feel like they're not alone in that situation? Well, and it's, it's a great point. I mean, for my own journey, I felt very stuck and I didn't use that word previously. Right. But when I was explaining kind of this, not being able to get out of the groundhog day situation, right. It was, I felt stuck. I felt like I was at a standstill. I couldn't move forward. We don't want to be stuck. You know, humans want to be able to make progress. So there's a lot of work to be done around getting unstuck and really asking yourself the question, what is it that you're fearful of? And it almost always comes down to fear. There's almost always some sort of fear that is standing in our way and we are not willing or not wanting or not aware that we are fearful. And therefore it's hard for us to break out of our comfort zone. 
Because again, the brain wants us to be safe, right? So the brain is like, I want to be in the comfort zone. I want to be cozy and warm. Mm, I don't want to be insecure. I don't want to do something different. So that's when we have to start doing this work with fear to both release it and forgive and to say, thank you, fear, for showing up, but I am safe and I am going to take this action and I am going to be safe, but I'm glad that you showed up to remind me that I am human. And so those are some of the steps that I work with my clients and even work on myself, right? It's, it's a journey. Yeah. So I've heard this before. It's really interesting, right? You're labeling fear as it's coming up. So it turns from a subconscious action into a conscious action where you're labeling the fear. Yep. I keep forgetting to do it when it (laughs) happens. So because it's not, it's not like, it's not your default, right? It's nobody's default. So, so is, is half the battle just being like, okay, this week, my intention is to label the fear as it comes. And, and if I forget that's okay, or what's the best way? So, so you don't forget and and you don't just be like, all right, that was fun while it lasted, but back to being fearful. Well, it's, I would say that it's even on a more micro level. You have to say it daily today. My intention is to face the fear. And one of my favorite quotes, I don't know who the author is, so we'll just say it's anonymous, but Mm -hmm. the quote is, everything I want is on the other side of fear. Everything I want is on the other side of fear. And if you think about it, you know, there's this idea of, of fear. And then we have, and that, that lives in our subconscious, right? Again, it's in our safety zone. And for us to take the conscious action, like you said, to push through our fear, to get out of that place, we have to take a physical action. But I'll tell you again, that we have to be in our bodies. So I love Jules, how you said, do I set intention? Because intention is one of my very favorite things to talk about is stating your intention every single day. And intention has to do with feelings in your body. Their intentions are not goals. They work together, but they're different things, but we have to be in our bodies. So for example, when we, if our intention is to acknowledge and be aware of our fear, then maybe our intention is today. I, you know, today, my intention is to acknowledge my fear. And when it shows up, I'm going to physically stand up and I'm going to change my environment from one room to another room, from inside to outside, something like that, so that I can create this disassociation with where that fear showed up so that I can recreate and tell myself a new story, create so, a new narrative. Yeah. So, so you're trying to change the setting so then you can change your state. Is that? The... Yeah. You want to disrupt, you got to disrupt the process, right? Right. So does that mean that if you keep having this fear reaction in say like your office um, and then leaving the office and then labeling the fear and then coming back what happens if if it's like that space that you need to use like an office um keeps coming up with fear well i think then you have to dive into because the fear is not the place right wherever that place is whether it's the office the car whatever it is that might be the trigger so then you have to ask yourself the question why is this place this physical space 
triggering me to have this fear? What is happening here? And then you have to go deep with some of those questions. And sometimes when I have clients that I'm working with and we're having these sorts of conversations, you know, it does require work with somebody in therapy, right? And so the other piece that I think is worth mentioning is that we carry a lot of trauma in our, in our bodies and trauma does not have to be acute trauma. So I think oftentimes we hear the word trauma and we think of something immediately like, you know, a PTSD sort of situation, a car accident, or someone was in the military or, you know, something really tragic, but trauma doesn't have to be acute. Trauma can be, I was, you know, a latchkey kid and I never felt like my parents were there for me. And so now I have attachment issues and I have a trouble you know, in relationships. Yeah. And when I'm in my office, it's triggering to me because I don't feel included with the, with my coworkers. Right. Mm -hmm. like, and it, so sometimes you have to dig deep into that kind of inner child and, and that trauma, and also ask yourself, where am I feeling this in my body? Cause that will give you a ton of clues about what the trigger is and how to solve the problem. It's really interesting, right? Um, I've, I've dug into trauma as well and, and stuff you can't remember. And as much as, you know, parents have done so good for, for a lot of us that you also think about like, what else did they do to, to, to cause this? But obviously it's not intentional. Um, exactly. But it's just the way we were raised and the way they were raised. And I find it really fascinating just the way how, how everyone has something that's, you know, maybe not, they wouldn't label themselves as they've got trauma, but there's, there's something going on. That's not, that's causing them that fear in that certain area. And um, look, we could talk right. about, all, we could talk all day about this, but we've only got a limited amount of time. Yeah. So I know. this is, this is something that I find to be really fascinating just about how humans operate and how we, you know, how our past really influences our present. Right. So there's many, many things that you can do, but I always just want to make the recommendation. I want to say for your audience, yeah. if somebody is in a situation where they are really struggling, it might be worth getting in touch with a medical professional, a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, whomever that might be, you know, if you're really struggling, you are not alone. And it's really important that we, we acknowledge that we don't have to go it alone. So it's great to have a coach. It's great to have a best friend. It's great to have, you know, mentors, but sometimes we also need to, you know, at the same time work alongside, yeah, you know, pro, somebody in the medical profession. Pro help. Yeah. Exactly. So I want to shift gears, something a little bit more lighthearted, more positive. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Hallie's vision. What's going to happen the next six, 12 cool. months inside of your business. I'm very curious to hear. Thank you. I love this conversation. Uh, well, I'm going to say very transparently that although I would love to tell you exactly what's going to happen, kind of the way I roll is that I love being in flow and being in the moment. So while I have a vision and I'm going to share it, also things fluctuate. And I love that. I am kind of your non-traditional business owner where I don't love to plan everything out to a T. I like to be in the moment and be in flow. What I will tell you is that my overall vision is to create an empire, and I am using that word intentionally, mm -hmm. an empire of awesome, sassy humans, men and women, that really feel confident saying, I am the creator of my own life. Like that. So that is my big vision, and my big why and driving factor behind that is that I know we all have limitless potential to show up in this world and the, the collective 
society needs that energy on a more, you know, bringing it in a little bit. What I'm yes. doing right now is I'm creating courses. Um, I'm actually currently running this really amazing program which will be repeated. So I'd like to see this grow. It's called the Badass Activation Challenge. And this is a co-ed challenge group that has currently over 50 people participating. And it's all about how to establish a really solid morning routine, because mm -hmm. I feel very strongly about how that morning routine influences all aspects of our life. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm running this with a, a colleague of mine named Simon Parsons. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I have a couple of other courses available. I have one called I Am Limitless, and it is a self-love journey for women. I have another course that is on the phases of the moon and how that influences our energy. Again, that course is geared toward women. But I'm always open to ideas about how to show up and how to support my audience. So I'm also working on um, another program that will be about manifestation and abundance and mm -hmm. affirmations, which I'm really excited about. And I do offer a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching as well when that, you know, when that makes sense for the right client. So, so you do have a plan. I do have a plan, but I just like to, you know, be in flow. So you could ask me this a month from now and I'd be like, oh, Jules, I have this cool idea and this is what's happening now. <laughs> Sounds like you're like me, ADD. Yeah, we're like, we're creators. <laughs> yeah. I love creating. I love it. It's so fun. I know, but sometimes I, I really have to pull in the reins sometimes. I'm like one thing at a time because otherwise I just go on a tangent <laughs> too much. That's, that's totally. what I, I think. I think that's just the, the, uh, downfall of being creative but, but anyways i i think so too some people have said i might have a little bit of adhd which might be very possible i have no no clue but you know what most of the time that energy just like fuels me and fires yeah. me up so i'm all for it well i'm glad you said that because actually i actually uh googled adhd symptoms and i think i ticked like 18 out of 20 of this yeah <laughs> me too i'm gonna give you a high five over zoom for that yeah but but i mean like like going i still want to ask you one more question but I remember I told my coach that and he's just like, Julian, as soon as you label yourself, you become that sort of thing. Just, just roll with it. And if you have those traits, sure, but it don't say you're this person because then you limit yourself from just labeling yourself. That's why I like to say, so one of my favorite affirmations in my course is called I am limitless. And I literally, just before we hit record, I was making a TikTok about the words that we use and how affirmations work both directions. So if you say, I am this, or I am not this, or I can do this, or I cannot do this, whatever you say is true. Hmm. That's what your brain believes. Our yeah. brains are very linear in that way. Yeah. Well, I guess good advice from both you and my coach not to yeah. do that. <laughs> your All right. coach gets a thumbs up. So, Okay. We've got we've got these we've got the badass activation challenge we've got the I'm Limitless course we've got the Empire. What's that? That's, that's that little scary thing that you need to focus on in order to achieve those things. Ooh, that's a good one. The scary thing I need to focus on. The one thing that keeps coming up for me is, and I I haven't quite figured this piece out yet, but thinking what is the investment that I need to make, the financial investment that I need to make, that will support the building of the Empire. And that's scary to me because while I have an abundant mindset and I've done a lot of personal work on money mindset, which has been, you know, a year ago, that was a major stumbling block for me. And I've done a lot of work in the last year on my money mindset. Yeah. Um, that's one area where I know that for, you know, six, seven figure earners, they are doing things in a different way. I don't know what that way is yet. And part of me is like, I can figure it out on my own because I'm stubborn like that. 
Mm-hmm. But the other part of me is like, is there something that I need to invest in, whether it's a person, a mastermind, something, 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 I don't know, to take me to that next level. But that also kind of makes me like, oh, you know, do I invest money I don't have? Do I go into debt? Do I take out a loan? You know, what does that look like? So that's probably the thing that I'm kind of on the precipice of and makes me a little bit eager, anxious, whatever word you want to use. Yeah. And with the uh, paradox of choice, you've probably heard of this when you have so many options, your brain goes into cognitive dissonance and you don't know what to do. Exactly. Stop. Totally. That's exactly. And especially for us, you know, people that maybe have, you know, creative brains that go in lots of directions, it can just put a standstill. So. All right. I think, I think your problem is uh, probably widely shared with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's solvable too. So anyone very- listening, if they want to reach out and give me their input or, you know, ideas, I'm also always happy to listen and learn. Cool. Well, I'm going to leave Speaking of links and stuff, you know, more than, you've got the floor now, Hallie, to to um, talk about anything you'd like. Where's the best place for my audience to find you? Um, if you've got something coming up, more than welcome to share it. Thank you so much. So um, you can definitely find me at my website, which is sassyhealthy.fit. It's a little bit in progress right now, but that's a good place to find me. I'm also on all social media platforms. So I know you and I connected through LinkedIn and my profile is just Hallie Avolio. Um, I'm also on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, and it's just at Sassy Healthy Fit. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well with a ton of videos that are great content for mindset, self-love, affirmations. I put out a ton of content for free not because I don't want to also get paid, but I believe very strongly in serving my audience. And if I can give somebody a tool that lures them into my charm and my magnanimous energy, and then they're like, where do I sign up for more? Then we're good to go. So I'm, I don't have anything currently that I'm, um, launching at this moment. But like I said, I have those courses available and I'm always, I'm always crafting something. So if somebody's interested, I would love to connect, send me a DM, send me an email. Um, I'm always available and would love to connect with your audience. Awesome. Can I ask what does magnanimous mean? Just really like overflowing with positive energy. Oh, that's a cool word. Expansive. Like magnetic yeah. and something else combined. I don't know. Like magnetic and expansive. How's that? Yeah, that sounds cool. You like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, two ADHD brains going off. Hey, Hallie, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests, freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them, maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast, you're going to find all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, Thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.